there'll never be another like him. He was Prince. There's, I, there's no words to explain what he meant, what he is, what he will mean for forever. You know, he was always very just original, very unique. And so for people who are, I don't know, nerds, weirdos, freaks, he was kind of the patron saint that it's okay. Um, and he was really, and I know people say this about other people, but for me, he was a soundtrack to my life. Erica and Leslie were at Paisley Park on April 21st to celebrate the life of their favorite musician. They were just a few of the fans who came out to Prince's former home to celebrate his life on the first anniversary of his death. On today's episode, you'll hear from a mix of people who spent April 21st at Paisley Park. But you'll also hear from Nicole and I after our tour of Paisley Park just a few weeks ago. For On Scene, that's Adam Quant, and I'm Nicole Brodzik, and this is On Scene's tribute to the one and only Prince Rogers Nelson. So, Paisley Park has some very strict rules about recording anything inside the buildings. Like, take your phone and lock it in a weird little bag so you can't access it at all on the tour strict. So, needless to say, we couldn't record anything while we were inside, and we're so sorry for that because we always try to make you feel like you're right there with us. But this time, we're working around it, and we're bringing you our first reactions to the tour from inside of my car as I drove us home. Oh, it's hot in here. Oh. I, th I think just, I mean, even if you're not the biggest Prince fan, I guess it's an eye-opening experience. Well, it's a huge part of American culture. Yeah. And just the idea that, like, you get to be in this place. Everyone's heard a Prince song. If you, if you haven't, you're lying or you don't know you have, but you definitely have. <laughs> just the whole fact that Prince intended Paisley Park to be a museum eventually, and a lot of the things you see in Paisley Park were things that Prince decided on himself, from the decorations, the couches, the the wall murals, to everything. The fact that they haven't really moved anything from when Prince was living in there. And I think that was another, like, really, I guess, cool part of the tour was going into Prince's office to see where he did most of his day-to-day -day work. Um, and everything was still there, from paperwork to a luggage in the corner. His sunglasses were on the desk and there were pictures of family members off to the side in the table and half-melted candles that I assume he had lit. Um, although, like you would mentioned on the actual tour, it was a little dim lighting for it to uh, be probably too functional as an office, but then again, this is Prince we're talking about, so maybe that was exactly what he uh, was working with. But I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit that I'm, I'm not a huge Prince fan. Like, I listened to Prince, but I wasn't like a diehard fan like the rest of the people on the tour. But after the tour, I feel more connected to Prince. And I think it's fair to say that's how most people feel coming away from Paisley Park. When we were here in April, we met a man named Danny. He had flown in from L.A. to be there for the anniversary of Prince's death. And I talked to him as he was walking up to Paisley Park for the first time. From flying in here to driving up here right now, it's pretty pretty amazing to me. I'm getting all choked up. I feel like a, a five-year-old, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's right now as we speak, I'm nervous, you know. Butterflies, just it's weird. It's like a you know, like a father figure, you know, passed away. So as a teen, I was, um, you know, bullied, picked on, and 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 suicide was going through my head. And when I saw how different he was, and he didn't care, I kind of went through that. Screw it, you know, my life is worth living, and so he basically saved my life. It doesn't get much more powerful than that. I know Danny said he was thinking about getting a ticket for one of the tours that day, and I feel like it would be really cool just to see his reaction to the first room they take you through. That first part of the tour, you walk into the atrium, you know, the tour guide takes you from 
the waiting area where you're waiting to go through into the atrium and there's these skylights in the ceiling and the couches that you know prince has done interviews on and then all of a sudden <laughs> they let you know that oh by the way prince's ashes are above your head like there's a little urn that he said a mini re replica of paisley park and prince's cremated remains are inside and that's when i started noticing all the tissue boxes <laughs> right so the tissue boxes there was a tissue box in almost every room at paisley park and all of them were purple and they probably should have put some of those outside too, because when we were here outside talking to people in April, I saw a lot of tears. In a second here, I'm going to introduce you to Barb. She and her daughter were out here at Paisley Park in April for the first time. But before we get to that, a word from our sponsor, Scene in the West Metro Magazine. On Scene is brought to you by Scene in the West Metro Magazine, where you can read more about the stories you're listening to right now. You love where you live, and we've got the reasons why. Seen in the West Metro is a magazine focused on what makes life in the Twin Cities West Metro so great. Look for tips on what to eat, what to drink, and where to go in each new edition. Seen in the West Metro is delivered in your local Sun Patriot newspaper and is available to everyone online at westmetroscene.com. Honestly, if he was standing in front of me at this point, I'm so emotional, I think I'd just be crying. <laughs> I don't know what I would say to him. I would tell him I love him. I know that sounds silly for never, I mean, I've seen him in concert, I haven't met him personally, but I just have this overwhelming feeling of love for him. This is Barb's daughter, Noelle. We have a family story about it because uh, my brother got married and it was the same day as a concert for her. So she, as soon as they said I do, she left the wedding and I left got and got on a plane from Laguna Beach, California, and went back to Vegas because I had tickets for his his musicology concert that night in 2004, and I had my tickets before they planned the wedding, and I said, "You guys can't get go get married this day. I have Prince tickets," and they did it anyway. So I went down to Laguna Beach and went to the wedding, and then I had a taxi come pick me up from Laguna Beach and take me to the Orange County airport and fly me back. And then I flew back that night and went straight from the airport to the concert Mandal at Mandalay Bay. So wait, she skipped her son's wedding to go see Prince? She just skipped the reception, but she did warn him beforehand that she was going to do it, so I blame that on the son. But those are the kind of people that were there. These were not casual fans. These people are crazy. But they're here crazy together, which is why Bridget said she made the trek out to Chanhassen in the first place. I'm here to celebrate Prince a thousand percent, as are we all. Um, I'm from Minnesota, so I'm not from super out of town, but I live an hour away and I'm like, I have to, I have to come, you know? I mean, it's, I don't want it to be sad. You know, I want to come out here and celebrate. I want to be with people that feel the same way. And I just want to come and share the love out here, you know? So that was back in April. When we went back to take our tour in May, we saw Bridget again. Only this time, she was a tour guide inside. So we saw her when we were walking through the studio portion of the tour, which I think probably had to be the most interesting part of the tour for me. Well, I think another really cool aspect of, of the tour was going into the studios where so many of Prince's hits were recorded. And like... Being able to play ping pong there too. Yeah. So, quick time out here. As a part of the VIP tour, you get a chance to play ping pong on Prince's personal ping pong table inside Studio B. Which is just cool. And, and our tour guide just listing off the hits that were recorded in that very room. And like you can almost like 
picture in your head musicians working in the room around you and, and just hearing the music in there. Well, and then we went to Studio A as a part of the VIP tour and actually heard music um, that they called an untitled track from Untitled Album. It was uh, a jazz song that Prince was working on with a couple of other musicians um, before he died, so it never got finished. But as part of that tour, you kind of stand in the middle of, of Studio A where you know, tons of other musicians have recorded music and you get to hear this song that no one else has ever heard, that no one else probably ever will. It kind of was like a powerful moment where you sit there and you're like, holy crap, like he was really right there doing this in this room not that long ago. But like, as we walked into one room, the tour guide, as you were walking through the door, goes, look out the doors to the left and you'll see Prince's tour bus just chilling in a parking lot. And I think, I, I don't know, it was something so small, but it was something like that was like super personal. I thought it was really cool. And it was really cool to arrest too. The tour bus sits outside of a room that's kind of like a lounge area for the space they take you to on the next part of the tour. So this was one of our last stops on the tour. But honestly, it was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. I think walking into the sound stage, just because I didn't expect it. Like, I don't know, I'd heard a lot of people talk about it, but actually seeing it is something completely different. Well, when you walk in, it's just like, all of a sudden just purple, the lightest purple, and all of a sudden there's this huge stage and there's the video playing in the background and all of the guitars and, you know, wardrobe and the piano from the last car, last tour he did. <clears throat> I think about a big thing, for, like being in the soundstage too, like you mentioned, the, the last concert, I mean, one of the last shows he played in that soundstage and then seeing that on the video screen behind you and while you're looking at the stage he was on when he played it, I don't know, it, it was over, almost overwhelming. So, real talk. I think if you're a fan of Prince at all, you have to go check this place out. I mean, like I said, I'm much more of a casual fan, but I got a ton out of being there. And if you decide to go, there are two different tour options you can go on. We did the VIP version, which lasts a little over an hour and a half, and then there's a regular version that's a little bit shorter. However, these tours aren't cheap, so expect to spend between $40 and $100 on a ticket. But they really do make it worth your while, and we couldn't even attempt to fit everything we saw into this episode. But one thing I am going to squeeze in here before we say goodbye is my new favorite person. We met him in April on Prince Day 2017. His name is Quantrez Valance, but he regularly goes by a different name. I'm Quantrez Valance. I'm known as the Prince of Detroit. So we were walking back to our car that day, and when he was walking by, you just knew this was a hardcore fan. He looked like Prince, too. Well, and that's why I stopped it all. When I turned to look down the street, it looked like Prince was walking towards us. He had the hair, the sunglasses, the outfit, all of it. Everybody is going through so much emotion, so much love for this man that it is just phenomenal. It's all in the air. You can just feel it. His uniqueness, his rarity, there's not many men that can use the title of being a soprano, a tenor, an alto, bass. So that was very, very few men that have been, done that. To be able to hit notes like he hit up and down, it's just, you probably will never get a man like that. I'm close, but no Prince. Close, but no Prince. So, to all the Prince fans out there, take a look at the Paisley Park website at officialpaisleypark.com for more information on tours and Prince's former home. You can also get a close-up look at the inside of the building and see what we saw on Prince Day 2017 in our photo gallery on the Scene in the West Metro Facebook page. When we come back next month, we'll get a taste of some local barbecue, and then we'll head to Mound to introduce you to a few martial arts trainers that can help us burn off those calories. 
Be sure to subscribe to On Scene on iTunes so you don't miss anything. And if you have an idea for upcoming episodes, send us an email at westmetroscene at ecm-inc.com. For On Scene, that's Nicole Brodzik, and I'm Adam Quant. On Scene is brought to you by Scene in the West Metro magazine. Music for On Scene is provided by Kevin McLeod. This show was edited by Nicole Brodzik, and reporting was done by Nicole Brodzik and Adam Quant.